Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the most dramatic podcast ever. An iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to the most dramatic podcast ever. I'm Chris Harrison. What an unbelievable week it's been. What a moving, emotional week it has been. And it's all because of you guys. I was a little bit scared to do this podcast, jump into this endeavor, and be so honest and vulnerable with you. And you have embraced and been so spectacular and You've taken the podcast to number one in its first week, and I just wanted to say thank you. We are humbled. I say we because LZ is sitting right next to me, and we are just so humbled, so grateful. We love you guys so very much, and it has made me so enthusiastic about jumping into this week and continuing on with this project, and here's where I want to start today, the headlines. The first headline that immediately came after the show aired Chris Harrison shades Nick Vial. And then right after that, Nick Vial shades Chris Harrison. Let me clear this up very quickly. Nick is a friend of mine. Nick was very supportive of me when I was going through all this. He defended my character. I've been on his podcast. We talk from time to time. As he said, we're not besties. We don't hang out every day. We don't barbecue all the time. But I consider him a friend and he did defend me and he allowed people to come on his show and defend me. And for that, I'm very grateful and I appreciate it. And there was no shade being thrown at Nick. And then a couple days later, I realized why Nick was so sensitive to that moment and didn't want this kind of press. He got engaged. 
He got down on one knee and proposed to Natalie and he got engaged. And I first and foremost want to say congratulations. I'm so happy for them. I talked to Nick and then we FaceTimed actually after the engagement. I saw the beautiful ring on Natalie's finger. It is stunning, by the way. Nice work. And Lauren and I send our love. We are so happy for them. We can't wait to hear about uh, wedding plans and all the great things to come. Um, but yeah, I see the timing of last week and those headlines. Not great. Sorry, pal. <laughs> that was kind of crappy. Um, the other headline I have to talk about. The saga at Good Morning America with Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. I have a lot of strong opinions about this. This is personal. A report came out that Amy and TJ had been let go and that they have lawyered up. And to that, I say, good for you guys. Good for you. For those of you to catch up, they had been, I guess, suspended, taken off the air from GMA3 where they were co-hosting and they've, they've had this affair. And man, do I have strong feelings about this. First of all, very uh, sympathetic and empathetic, understanding really what they're going through. And I'm not talking about morally, say what you will about how this has all happened in their affairs and how they've handled this. I will say this, none of us know. You don't know what's happening in anyone's house. You don't know. And this is not to excuse anything, but we have no idea. You have no idea what's going on in your neighbor's house right now. Even if you see them every day, you don't know. And it, it is this irony is not lost on me that they are going through the exact same thing. And then the headlines come out that they have both lawyered up and they are both fighting this. And to that, I say, good on you. Good on you. You guys go. I've been in this business for a long time. You sign these contracts. There are mor morality clauses in there. Is it morally reprehensible to fall in love? Because that's what they've done. That is the crime that they are being punished for, is falling in love. And is it morally reprehensible? Is it against the law to fall in love with someone at work that is equal to you? They're on level footing. They were co-hosts. Is it illegal or wrong to fall in love with someone equal to you and to follow those feelings? And if everybody knew about this, which, you know, all the sources from inside are saying, and by the way, I've worked in newsrooms, there are no secrets, that this was the worst kept secret at GMA. Everybody knew about it. The co-hosts knew about it. And for them now to get on this moral high box and say, well, we just found out about this. You know, we, we, we have to take a stand morally. Mm, you knew about this. And now you're taking a stand because, well, maybe you don't feel like it looks good publicly. That's totally different. So TJ and Amy, good on you. Fight the good fight. I was going to suggest, by the way, I have an amazing lawyer if you guys need, um, and he kind of knows the opponent. So let me know if you need anything. I'm uh, Amy and TJ, I'm here for you. Um, and again, this isn't to say what's happened in their own houses, what happened in their own bedrooms. I don't know. You know, I can read the tabloids like you, but they don't know either. It's all speculation. Um, and 
I know the feeling of being at work on a Monday and then on Tuesday you're being pulled off the air and you are being ostracized. Backs are being turned by your co-host, by your coworkers. Your whole life has changed. Their whole life, think of a snow globe. Their whole life is a snow globe that just got picked up and shaken. And again, I'm not defending anything because I don't know the facts behind everything. This is just my my gut and my emotions after what I have been through and knowing, man, this, this, there's a lot of similarities to this. Um, and I'm sitting here with LZ and I have to bring her in on this because we went through this together. I feel for them so much because of some of the stuff I've read. And look, we talked about how you can't always believe what sources say, but when I was reading some of the reports I saw actually one day before the news came out that they were let go, they were let go on Friday. And I believe on Thursday, there was a report that said, um, Amy and TJ are expecting this to, you know, be just fine. They think that things are going to cool down and there's no grounds to fire them on and they won't be fired. A source was saying, Hmm. and I have to say that sounded very familiar to me, all that, that, uh, you know, you're being told, oh, thing, you know, let's, things are cool. Don't worry. Um, and look, I, I just feel for them on that. Like you were saying, they're in a relationship. I don't think they did anything wrong work-wise, right? It doesn't seem like they did to me. They're being let go in my opinion, because of just how things look. And so the fact that they've lawyered up, yeah, good for them. So here's my show idea. I'm going to throw you a pitch. And, you know, just to show that I'm a good guy, I'm going to save Good Morning America. And this is a one-time offer for ABC and GMA. I will come back for one day and I will host Good Morning America. And I will do a sit-down with Amy and TJ. This is what they should have done from the start, but I'm here to save the day. You're welcome. I will host a tell-all. We'll sit down. We'll hash all this out with Amy and TJ. If you tell me that wouldn't get the biggest ratings in the history of GMA, that would be a massive show, a sit-down where we hash all this out. But that's my pitch. Would would you let... TJ and Amy ask you questions as well? 100%. It would be a forum. Obviously, I would, I would want to talk more about them. But yeah, it, w- it would be a give and a take. And I think it would be spectacular. I saw a comment the other day from Lisa Renna, who just left Real yeah. Housewives of Beverly Hills. She said on an Instagram, messy equals ratings. And there has never been a more clear, simple, and dead-on way of putting it. Well, here's the thing. In, in all seriousness... At ABC News, lean into it, whether it's Lisa Renna's point to the messy, lean into the story instead of running and hiding and then speculation and and you leave you leave a vacuum. I remember reading there was some I'm going to forget the outlet, but this article about how brands are now brands and companies make their decisions based on social media feedback now. Right. And on the one hand, that can be a great thing. It can be a great way to access your audience. I think it was awesome on The Bachelor in many ways. But on the other hand, I do think companies are making decisions about people's lives and careers 
based on a couple voices on Twitter. And uh, Twitter is not representative of how the general public feels. The numbers aren't even there to support that. Not even close. Not even close. It is a minute percentage of people who are on Twitter. And what happens is two or three tweets get pulled for a clickbait headline for an outlet, and then everything feels bigger than it is, or one opinion feels bigger than it is, and companies get scared. So Amy and TJ, I feel for you guys. I, I, I very much sympathize with what you're going through, and I can only imagine how your world's been turned upside down. Um, it, it, I feel a little gutted again, just, just seeing those headlines, and just because I know you you guys, you two are up against one of the biggest companies in the world. And and I'm glad you have each other. I hope you still have each other. I hope they're working as a team on this. But legally, this is going to be fascinating as well. Because you remember, it was Amy Roback who had the nuts on the Epstein story. Oh, remember when yeah. that, remember when the leaked tape got out? So Amy Roback got caught on that hot mic moment where she said, we had Epstein dead to rights. We had all of this. And then, man, did that story just disappear. And man, did Amy just disappear quickly after that. Meaning she was saying that she had the story on Epstein and yeah. she said something like they wouldn't let her do the story. And then when I remember she, got, AB- she got silenced. Yeah. So they've lawyered up and this is going to be nasty. It'll probably be pretty quiet. It'll be, for the most part, out of the public eye, I'm sure things will be leaked. I'm sorry, sources will say. Um, and so this will be a very fascinating story to follow. And I will be following with my heart. Um, and again, make no bones about it. I'll tell you which side I'm on. I'll take David every time. <laughs> Watch out for the slingshot, Goliath. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, so with those headlines out of the way, I also want this week in this episode to be hearing from you, um, all of the fans, the listeners, and getting your takes. And so I see, and I'm guys, I'm new at this, so give me a break, but I see we have a caller on the line. So I hope I don't screw this up. I hope I don't hang up on this person. Uh, who's with me and uh, what's on your mind? Who's on the line? Hi, my name is Missy. Hey, Missy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Crazy, crazy times right now. Yeah. What is a, what's your question or, or what's your comment? I have a lot of questions for you. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, well, first I'm a reality show junkie. I will admit I haven't seen the last couple seasons of the bachelor, but I do still watch bachelor in paradise. Okay. And I recently got into love is blind, which has been huge. Have you watched that? I, you know, I watched a little bit of it. I always watch a little bit of everything just to see what's in the marketplace and like who's hosting and how they're doing it and how it's different. Um, so yes, I have watched it. I'm not a devout fan. Right. Okay. I'm a new fan. I just finished season three, went back to season one and I'm going to season two, but I mean, I guess you don't watch it too much, but I just wanted your thoughts. Cause it seems like there's actually more successful couples that last coming out of that show than the bachelor. Interesting. Um, and I, I, I don't know why that is or, but well, first of all, they have a very short track record. What have they had? Three or four seasons? Yeah, just three seasons. But they've got like six couples in each season. So the odds are probably high. Right. Well, and you mentioned you mentioned something interesting about Paradise. Um, you know, obviously the Bachelor Bachelorette, you have one shot at making one relationship work, and that's a very difficult thing. As opposed to on Paradise, we have what, you know, five, six, seven, eight right. different men and They're women. More of course, the percentages, yeah, the percentages are higher for sure. And that, you know, that's, that's an interesting concept when you start talking about what kind of show you're going to produce, you know, are you going to give one person a chance? And it's, it's a, it's a real lightning in a bottle moment to make something like that work, to just have one person find love because there's so many variables. So, you know, I like those concepts like a love is blind and like some of these other shows that have uh, come to the forefront and really taken over as far as social relevance goes do you th right. uh, missy i'm can i pipe in with a follow-up question because i'm so interested in this path you've taken us on hi missy <laughs> hi. do you think though that the, you just said on bachelor and bachelorette it's one relationship do you also think part of the reason the paradise couples were more successful is because the pressure level was different on those couples versus the bachelor and the bachelorette had so much to answer to from everybody you're right there is definitely something to that having been in that environment, that arena, there is a lot of pressure on being the one person as opposed to you can fly under the radar. I mean, I remember when Jaden Tanner came in and they just kind of disappeared and 
had their own little love story going and we just kind of followed along. So there definitely is a, a difference in, in the pressure of all that. Missy, what else you got? How hot is it actually in paradise? Because these people all look like they're sweating all the time. And how do they sleep in that? And it's not, by the way, it's not just paradise. Um, you know, you have these locations, South Africa comes to mind, Bora Bora, and they're beautiful. They're exotic. Thailand. Oh my gosh. You know how humid it gets? You don't even, you don't know if the heat's coming from above or below. You're just sweating out of places you didn't even know you had. Um, it is remarkably difficult, not, not just for the cast. And it is hard to, let me bring back something else. Also, when we're in paradise, there is a time when the crabs are born and hatched and then migrate. And that typically happens while we're shooting. So in the middle of this, you have the, the crabs, and I'm talking hundreds and thousands walking through the set over you onto the beach to go be free. And it's like, so the things you deal with are really bizarre. And yes, the, the heat, the sweat. And then by the way, then you're in Iceland and you're freezing to death. So those, uh, those elements always come into play as well. I actually once started compiling and I never ran it. So I give this to another journalist out there. Someone should do it. I started compiling a list of products from past Paradise alums that they used that like worked well against sweat on the beach, like the best foundation, the best hair stuff. So somebody should do that from the cast. Someone I can tell that. you from experience, you you go past blotting and talcum powder and base and you go to a towel. Are you Ross in the, with the leather pants it scene? Is, I was Ross in the leather yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's not enough talcum powder in the world. You use, you know, my makeup artist at some point just gives up and she's like, here's a towel because it looks like a bucket was thrown on you. Um, Missy, thanks for taking me down memory lane there. Did you have anything yeah. else? I guess I do have one question. Obviously, you know, there's a lot online about like your exit. Yeah. Did you quit? Were you fired? Like what actually happened? Oh, Missy with the big question at the end. I love it. Missy, are you a journalist? <laughs> no, I'm absolutely not. Um, you know what, I'll jump in, Missy. I'm so glad you asked that because I see that a lot too. And it's a bit, I get a little defensive when I see people saying he was fired, um, which I know doesn't come from a place of malice at all. I think, you know, people are just kind of assuming or summarizing when we did the podcast last week, I saw some people doing TikToks about it or whatever. And they're saying, so Chris talks about when he was fired and, I don't, I don't think it's malicious at all, but I would say, <laughs> you know what? No, I'll say it. Chris was not fired. Chris was not fired. And um, I don't think, I won't say any more than that. <laughs> Missy, if it were a relationship, it would be complicated. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for calling in. I, I love hearing from you. Um, and I hopefully will talk to you again. Thanks, Missy. All right, we have another caller. Hi, this is Eileen. Hey, Eileen, how you doing? You're on with Chris and Lauren. What's on your mind? So first of all, I'm a super fan. I've been watching since day one, since Alex Michelle. Thank you. That Wow, you just dated yourself. I don't know I who did, that is. I did, I did. I'm sure. Alex I'm Michelle sure was the first Bachelor, babe. Oh. <laughs> like the, I know, you know, it's funny. People don't, sorry to cut you off, Eileen, but people don't remember because he was, it really wasn't the most popular season as far as ratings go, but he was, he was number one. It was the spring of 2002. It was Alex Michelle. Oh my gosh. A guy out of Eileen. Dallas, Texas. 
Come on, Eileen, with the trivia. Yeah. I love it. Now, do you do you know where he is today? Do you keep in touch with him? You know, of all the people I have lost touch with, it's Alex Michelle. I have heard vicious rumors because we tried to track him down while we were doing the greatest you know episodes ever, whatever it was. I was shooting during the pandemic in my house, and we tried to track him down. Someone let me know they saw him in New York City. And they saw him actually at the train station. I think he was walking across Grand Central Station. And None they saw, of this sounds real. This sounds like- No, I, a- I think this is real. <laughs> this I really, this is- uh, This is like Michael Jackson still alive True. Stuff. No, I, th- no, I think uh, I've heard he was in New York City. I heard he's doing good, but no, I've lost touch with him. I'm so curious to know, what do you think of the whole Bachelor Nation craze? Like, it's, did you, did you coin that? Like, it's, it's insane, like how famous and just the whole- even from Dancing with the Stars, these people win. Like, I mean, yeah. they're good dancers. But like, it's just insane what what you started. Actually, a great question. I did coin that phrase. I was actually the first person to use Bachelor Nation. But to me, it, it's gotten kind of convoluted. Not that I'm, you know, take so much pride that I it upsets me. You should. But, you should. But no, I, I take pride in the fact that I created the Bachelor Nation phrase and started using it. But I, I thought of that as you, you, the listener, you, the viewer, I meant it for all of you that I connected with each and every week that watched and loved the show and, and held it so dear. The The people that were on the show were my Bachelor family. That's how I referred to them. And you know, it's this is silly to even get this deep into the weeds on this, but that's how I felt. Um, Bachelor Nation was you. And I, I always thought that that was sacred. And then some people started saying, oh, Bachelor Nation, and that's everybody on the show and off. And so that was my bachelor family. You are my bat. You were my bachelor nation. And now you're my drama nation with the most dramatic podcast ever. (laughs) (laughs) I have a few more questions. If you have time, how did you like originally get the gig? Oh my gosh, Eileen, we're really going down. We're digging deep. Um, You know, what's funny is- uh, I've been watching for a long time. So I'm like, you know, I'm a fan. Thank you. I never auditioned for the show. I never auditioned. I heard there was a show that I was on the list for. And at the time they were looking for a kind of an unknown guy next door who was at the time I was married, someone who was married. I was expecting my first child, my son, Josh, who let's date ourselves. Now he's a junior in college for crying out loud. Um, But that was it. And it was a, a number of meetings that I had. I never auditioned. There was no reading for it as you often do in Hollywood. And it was really odd. I mean, I don't mean this in a negative way, but I did less to get this job than in probably any job I've ever had where I had to probably audition or, or show something. Um, but they saw something in me that they, they loved and they, they didn't want a big name. And that's, that was key because really, usually somebody wants a name to launch a show, right? You want Jimmy Kimmel or Howard Stern or whoever, Drew Carey to come in and host uh, Price is Right because it's a name that you can kind of sell the show on. And this particular moment, they didn't, they didn't want that. And, and for some reason they tapped me on the shoulder. All right. Okay. What was the craziest thing a fan? Like what was like, cause you're, I know you're, you're spotted probably everywhere. What's the craziest thing a fan, you know, when they saw you, what they said? Wow. Um, hmm. I've had a lot of, I've had, I've had, a. you know, I get the, I get the typical stuff of like, um, you know, Rose guy or Hey, you know, that, that part I, I love. And, and let me just say this. I love it. I love it all. I love when people come up to Lauren and I, I love when they, they, because 99.9% of the people who do come up 
are just lovely people and they just want to talk and they just want to chat. And I love meeting people. And this is why I love this podcast and talking to you because it's just a chance to, to get to know people and, and hear them. And so I've heard, you know, I've heard some really uncomfortable stories. Like I've been sitting at an airport bar or whatever, and someone will just be sitting next to me. And all of a sudden this woman is telling me her sex life and telling me all about her husband and all. And I'm like, wow, you know, this is getting deep. And so <laughs> I just, I love the fact though, that people feel like, well, I know you, you're, you're Chris and, and I can sit down and talk with you just like everybody else can. And so I do love the fact, sometimes it gets a little personal, but I love that that is our relationship. And that's what this podcast is going to be all about is you being able to open up to me and let's just talk, let's talk relationships. And, um, sometimes it gets really personal. Are there any, like, are there any, like, I've always wanted to know, are there any like bachelor or bachelorettes that like you wanted to be the bachelor or bachelorette in the seasons that like weren't picked? You don't necessarily, necessarily have to say names, but was there anyone that you like push for or like you thought would be a great that never got a shot? I remember you telling me you thought Jason Tardick would have been a great bachelor, which is so wonderful that him and Caitlin are together now. They still found each other through the show. But I remember you saying that you you just thought Jason had it all and and would have been a great bachelor. Well, and going back to another answer, I love Jason. Um, you know, and I love Jason and Caitlin. I'm I'm happy for them. They're engaged, and, and I um, talk to Jay a lot because we talk a lot of football stuff. Buffalo guy, um, but uh, that is you know he he was phenomenal. He's just a good dude. And I think people really uh, related to him. And so there, there were definitely people along the way that I had opinions just like you did. Eileen, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. I, I love doing this. This is what it's all about. Eileen, thank you for watching since the beginning. Yeah. My gosh. You thank must... you. I miss you. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, um, thanks, Eileen. You know, what's funny is people that will come up to me or, or direct message, and I've gotten a lot of these this week of, I've been watching you since I was, you know, a kid. My mom and I would watch, or I've been watching since I was 10, or I've been watching since I was 20 years old. And I'm like, I love that. But man, that makes me feel a little aged, <laughs> older. I'm like, you know, it's like, oh my, you know, but I do love those stories because this show connected people. What I did and what I was a part of connected people. You watched with your mom, you watched with your dad. It was the only thing maybe you talked about. And if nothing else, I love that. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. 
and the new season streaming March 15th. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Chris. This is Lisa. Hey, Lisa. How's it going today? Um, going well. Good. You know, sitting in this rain. It's kind of cozy inside. Uh, you must be West Coast. California, California storms. Yes. Um, so what's on your mind? What are your questions? So I am curious. I'm just, I'm wondering how it all felt when um, everything went down. Um, Cause it felt like your career could be over and it was so public. Um, and you are such a pro with such amazing talent. And I'm sure it wasn't easy achieving what you did and getting to where you were. And I'm just wondering if you can talk about, um, what it was like when it all happened and how it felt and uh, like specifically how you yeah. coped and how you actually moved forward. Um, because like, it just felt like such a blow that, you know, many of us experience stuff like that, but not right. nearly as public. Well, good question, Lisa. Thanks. I, it didn't feel good. Um, but career wise, you know, it was interesting when I was in the middle of it, I never worried about my job and, it, and I knew maybe it was on the line but I wasn't worried about my job, but later when everything kind of settled, when the dust settled, I definitely had, you know, those thoughts when I was lying awake at night thinking, huh, what's next? And figuring out what that was going to be. I gave myself, and I use this word a lot, but I gave myself a little grace and I had to just, Lauren will love this because I'm going to use a sports term. I called a timeout. Um, I needed a little, uh, long commercial break to take stock of my life. And I don't know what gave me the pause or the ability to do this, but I was able to kind of step back and say, look, and this reminds me of a relationship and, and maybe it helped. Thankfully, I went through a crazy divorce of don't just jump into something. And I've been offered things. I've, you know, people immediately started kind of pitching me ideas and, um, and I love that and I appreciated that, but I don't know. It just felt like mm, maybe I shouldn't get married again so soon. Maybe I don't need to be dating right away. And I, and I mean that in a professional sense of, I need to stop for a second, step away, spend some time, fall in love with the woman that, uh, that I was falling in love with, spend some time with my kids, get them through senior year of high school into college and I just felt like there would be time for this. There would be time for me later and I would get back to it. So I just, I don't know if that makes sense, but I, I guess what I thought was, I'm just going to put a pen in this for now um, and let it come about naturally. And it's what I did after my divorce and it worked. 
And so I thought maybe I'll just apply this here. Um, and, and, it, and so far, knock on wood, so good. Right, yeah, LZ. So I mean, we're in love, right? This is good. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> we're sticking with it. Okay, good. Um, but no, it's I, very thoughtful because Lisa, I think it's it's. If I'm being honest, I had those moments. Of course, I had those moments when I thought to myself, "I'm only 50. I'm not done." You know, I love what I do. I love creating. I love producing. I love hosting. Um, so I'm not done, but I need to be done for the moment. I need to just take take a moment here. That's super interesting. Like, do you? Th- feel like it, I mean, in some ways it sounds like there was a gift there in getting to spend time with your family more time than you would have. My gosh. Um, but do you feel so like much. it's changed you as a person, like as a person or as a professional, like any of it? There's no way you come out of this unscathed and unchanged. There's no way you have to grow. Um, it's just impossible. We've, we, I say we, cause Lauren has been with me every step of the way we've definitely changed and grown together. Um, it, I said this in an earlier episode where you're, as you get older, your circle gets smaller anyway, it gets tighter. Um, TJ Holmes and Amy Roback are about to go through this. People you think are your friends, people you think are going to stand beside you don't. Um, coworkers, people you work with, people you work for, you will be surprised, good and bad, um, by how people react. And so, yeah, your your circle changes, your perspective changes. Luckily, I always had a good head on my shoulders. I have been blessed with an amazing family. Um, and I know people get a little weary and wheezy or queasy about this when I mention faith, but I'm strong in my faith. And so those were the things I knew were important. And I preached this to my kids, and you got to live it if you're going to preach it. And that is, remember what's important. Remember who's important. And I never define myself by my career. And so when that was taken away, when that was stripped away, I was okay. I found solace and I found strength in what I always found strength in. And I think to your question, if I had lost what I found strength and and pride in my family, that would have been what's gutting, but I always had that. And so I was always able to wake up every day and just keep moving forward. I love that. So important and such good advice. Um, So important and important to remember to prioritize that stuff always. Um, Can I ask one more question? You bet. One more, Lisa. Okay. Um, So do you feel like you have to be overly censored now um, after what happened? Like, do you feel like you're going to be canceled again? And like specifically, like it just feels like such a fine line between making sure that everyone in our society feels valued right. and included, which I do think is really important. Um, but also with censorship, which I, I mean, I personally feel is not a good thing. Um, you know, people may disagree. Um, people do disagree. Right. Um, but I feel like it's such a balance between the two because, um, particularly in the media, I just don't think censorship is a good thing. I think we need to know stuff and hear stuff. Great question. Um, so yeah. So just wondering, like, how do you, how do you approach that now? Or how do you think through that or think about it? That's such a good question. I was, as you were asking your other question and about how Chris has changed, I was going to challenge him a little bit and say, but don't you think you've changed on that actually? I mean, I feel I've changed. I have definitely gotten more, um, I've shut down a little bit as a person. I'm actually trying to push myself back to the open, fun, silly person and that side of myself that I used to be. I find myself so 
cautious. I find myself, you know, I think the hardest part about all this for us is probably that you start to question your gut. Um, we, you know, everybody says trust your gut, but when you are trying to be open and then you're, you find yourself in being told to be quiet and everything, um, it's hard. And I have to say that it's so important to remember that so many marginalized communities have felt this way for such a long time. And so I, I don't know. I mean, as a woman, we felt that it, it, it's, it's all these things to remember that people can feel hurt and in pain and that we have to remember to try to be as sensitive as we can. Um, so I, but I have found myself yeah. you, on the one hand, you want to be careful. And then on the other hand, you have to remind yourself, like be who you are and hopefully say what you think without hurting anyone and hopefully say what you think without getting shut down. It's, but it's really hard to do. Well, it's a tough line to walk, right? I mean, doing this podcast, this is episode three. I was scared to death those first two episodes. I, I was very careful. And I've always been careful about how I speak. I, I try to always think. And that's why, honestly, going back to that interview, why it was just such a bizarre moment, even for me, looking back, because I'm usually so much more thoughtful and careful about how I speak and people's feelings and, and how my words will be taken. Um, but now, even more than, than ever, I care. And I, I also worry about it, you know, because... And I realize there's, there's, this is a double-edged sword and two sides of this, and this might seem contradictory, but it's not. I, I'm careful. I want to be marked, but at the same time, I want to be open and honest with you. And I know that that's going to ruffle feathers. I know that I can't please everybody. And so you can't go through life walking on eggshells, hoping everybody's going to be happy with me. I'm going to please everybody. Luckily, I got over that a long time ago because you can't live this life I've lived in the public eye for so long and not take shots. You know, people will come at you for, for all kinds of things. Luckily I have a thick skin, but it's different now. And it's different for me now because of what I've gone through. And can I be canceled again? Probably. I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure I could go somewhere, you know, and, and make that happen. But, you know, it's, it's a delicate tightrope and it always has been, but I think now more than ever. And Lisa, thank you so much for the thoughtful questions. These questions have been amazing today. Well, thanks so much for your answers. And I'm so glad you're back. So glad you're doing this podcast. I oh can't wait to keep hearing it. Lisa, thank you so much. I love this. I love taking these phone calls. I love hearing from you. Um, getting a chance to talk to you, Drama Nation. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. 
If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, Chris. This is Sam. Hey, Sam. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Beautiful day. Good. Yes. Um, I have a first, I have a few questions, but okay. um, I first wanted to ask you, you know, after everything happened, did you ever have like a big breakdown moment? Like, you know, crying, on your hands and knees or like crying in your bed. I imagine that must've been very hard after everything happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were all kinds of moments. Um, there was one in particular. I remember Lauren sitting here. I had just gotten off. I, I had so many phone calls and, and things would just go on for all day. And by the end of the day, I was usually just like wrung out. I was done. So was, so was LZ. Um, but I remember something in particular happened and I don't even recall exactly what it was. Not that I could probably tell you, but, um, and that doesn't matter. I walked into the kitchen and, and Lauren was there and I just looked at her and I was, just, I was done. And I don't necessarily know if I fell, fell to my knees or anything that dramatic, but I just, I just remember that specific moment where I think we both cried a little bit because it meant so much to us. Um, but there were, there were many moments like that um, where you felt a little overwhelmed. And, and, and again, to go back to TJ Holmes and Amy Roback. Um, in all seriousness with them at GMA and what they're going through right now, I know that feeling of the world feels like it's against you when you're facing such a big foe and it's coming from all sides and you're trying to figure out what's best for everybody. It's really difficult. And so that's why, you know, my heart goes out to them. Um, no matter what the facts are behind the scenes. Um, cause I, I just got, it's that part was triggering. Cause yeah, I just, even now I feel it in my gut. Mm 
I know the moment where I felt the worst about everything, which was, sorry, who's the caller? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sam. Sam's Sam. on the line. Hi, Sam. I, I'll I don't know if she's still there. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like uh, Sam just took us into therapy. <laughs> And uh, I, I'm going to lay down on the couch right now, Sam. Sam, that was that's such a good question. That's a great, totally it a, is question a great question. I would have asked, and I did have asked in a million interviews. What was the moment you knew it was over? What was the moment you knew you were done? When when did you break down? Um, by the way, there were many times where I don't know how Chris didn't break down more. I yelled at him a lot. <laughs> I was very. Um, I tried. There were moments where I tried to be strong, and then there were moments where I would lose it. Um, but I, the moment that is maybe the most painful for me actually to look back on was the night before you did the GMA interview. You were sitting in bed and I just remember feeling like, um, sorry, it's funny how quickly I still cry. Um, like you weren't yourself. Uh, you were sitting there and like, trying to, you know, be so prepared for this because you wanted to do right by everybody in that interview. And I remember you saying something like, you know, I don't know how to follow my gut anymore here. And you were not, you just weren't yourself to me. And I, I had a bad feeling that I just felt like he it, he's in such a dark, confused place that he doesn't know how to answer from, he doesn't know how to like operate, you know, as himself anymore. And gosh, it was, I don't know, it's very scary when you get to that place. That was the toughest moment yeah. and I didn't know how to get you back. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam, uh, thanks for taking Thanks, Dr. Yeah, Sam. Yes, Dr. Sam. <laughs> Any, gosh, I don't mean to depress you, Sam. No. Any other questions? <laughs> no. Thank you so much for sharing that. And actually, Lauren, I'm glad you're there too, because um, <clears throat> I actually had a question for you because I was wondering, like, did anyone ever tell you that you should break up with Chris during any of this? Mm. Like that must've been a weird spot Good question. to be put in. So I was just wondering what happened uh, during that time too. And if anyone ever said anything to you like that. Sam, yes, they did. <laughs> um Yes, I got DMs from people telling me to break wow. up with Chris. Um, I got DMs from people telling me how could I stay with Chris. Um, I had people in the industry telling me that I should protect myself and that for my career I should break up with Chris. Um, so yes, <laughs> and I guess to to take it to, I mean maybe to expand and say the reason I didn't do that. Um, was because, like I said, Chris, I mean, I'm divorced too. And to me, everybody is going to make mistakes. I said this last week. It's all about how you respond from those mistakes. Um, I did not break up with Chris. That was never even on my mind because right away, Chris knew he had... <laughs> been imperfect, knew he had made a mistake, knew that he'd hurt people. And he was so sorry for hurting people. Um, and he right away was thinking about how to make that better, how to do right by everybody, how to fix everything. So, oh my gosh, I had seen who Chris really was in a million moments 
other than that interview. And I saw the capability of his heart and who he could be in a million moments after that interview and since. So breaking up with Chris was never an option for me because (laughs) thank thank goodness I know who he is and he saw and he showed me who he was even more thanks Sam I'm so glad that you two are still together and that you have come out on the other side of this so I'm glad to hear that me too and and (laughs) Sam thank you for thank you for your thoughtful questions and and just thank you for listening to the podcast I hope it is what you want it to be and then I hope it turns into more of what you want I truly appreciate it I'm very grateful me too. Thank you so much. I love the show. Um, keep on doing what you're doing. Thanks, Sam. Thank you so much. Wow. What an incredible day this has been. What an amazing episode. I want to thank everybody who called in. I want to thank everybody for their questions. This has been overwhelming for LZ and I. This has been incredible. And I just, I'm so grateful and truly appreciative. And I love this. I love it. This is this is what I want the show, not just talking about like what's happened, but this is what I want the show to be about where we start getting into stuff, relationships. And I it's something we all relate to, right? We all have relationships. We all get in them. We all get out of them. We all have a great breakup story, a great love story. So this is what I want to dive into. And I'm looking so forward to this. So thank you, Drama Nation. I look forward to so much more. And if you will indulge me, there is one more thing I want to talk about today, and this is on a very personal note. And no matter who you are, you can say you are a self-made man or woman. None of us are self-made. We all have teachers, mentors, just people in our lives that have given us a leg up, people that have been there, people that got us from here to there, whatever that moment was. And I have many people like that in my life, but I just lost one last week. His name was Brian Harvey. He was my college soccer coach. Uh, for those of you, some know me that I love the game of soccer and it was my life for the, a big part of my childhood and into adulthood. And I, I played four years of soccer at Oklahoma City University. The reason I did so was because of this man, Brian Harvey, who found me my senior year of high school and recruited me and took me to OCU where I, I played for him. But he was so much more than than just a coach. Um, as all mentors, leaders, and great coaches are, he affected my life permanently. He took a young, cocky, arrogant, 18-year-old soccer player that didn't have a lot of direction and gave him focus, um, gave him meaning. He's he's partially the reason that I'm I got into media and got into sports casting and and found this avenue in my life and he changed brian for those obviously you don't know but brian did more for soccer in oklahoma than any human being ever will he coached for 35 years he was an absolute legend in soccer and especially at ocu he touched the lives of thousands of young men and women whether he coached them at his club at OCU, where he coached both the men and the women. He did youth camps. He touched the lives of so many of us, and we are all so grateful. And to Judy and Nicole, his wife and daughter, who um, shared him with us, we are so grateful. 
And uh, sorry to end on such a down note, but there are people in our lives who are so important and never get a shout out. And for all the Brian Harveys out there, I just want to say thank you. And Harve, this one's dedicated to you. I'll miss you and I love you. And I'll talk to you all next week. Thank you for being here because we have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. M. Robinson Fine Jewelers, Austin's luxury jewelry retailer, featuring premier bridal lines from around the world in one breathtaking location. They create the ultimate shopping experience, blending sophistication and style with exquisite diamonds and unique engagement rings. Custom design your own rings and anniversary pieces of your dreams, or choose from a large collection of luxury jewelry and fine watches. M. Robinson Fine Jewelers is located in Bee Cave, Texas, just down 620 from the Hill Country Galleria, or view their collection online at mrobinsonjewelers.com.